This is Shannon Ray Davis, and you are listening to Omega Man Radio. Welcome to my world, the world of the Omega Man. Join us here for the nightly marathon, broadcasting Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern. You can find us here on YouTube, and we encourage you to report for duty. Get trained up. War of the Saints is coming. You want to be an overcomer and endure till the end. We will teach you how. We cast out devils. We command healing to the sick in Jesus' name. And we preach the full gospel of Jesus Christ to win souls for Jesus. I want to encourage you right now to subscribe right here on YouTube to this channel. Smash the like button and share a link to our live chat room to everyone you know right there on Facebook. Get them to come on out and tune in and join in the fight against the host of hell. If you'd like to support this work financially, we have a PayPal button on our website. We have GoFundMe, Zelly, even Take Bitcoin. And we thank you in advance for partnering with us. Our website is OmegaManRadio.com. One more thing before we start tonight's show. To the demons tuning in. We're coming for you, demon. No demon is safe. You know How's what? everybody? I'm taking one day at a time with Jesus. We're doing okay. Praise the Lord. Can't yeah. complain. Um, yeah. I want to welcome everybody to the broadcast. We've got Peter Whiffin in the house coming to you from Gold Coast of Australia. Peter, we've got the next hour. Would one hour work for you today? Yeah. yeah Perfect. Great. Thank you for yeah, no. being willing to come on today. And uh, my friend, you want to open us up in prayer? Yeah. Dear Father God, we love you and praise you. We ask you to come and be with us today. We ask you to deliver to us our inheritance today. Let your love come on us and all our families today. And let our eyes of our understanding be opened. Let us understand we receive a love of the truth today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. I say amen. How are things amen, going for amen, you in the amen. Gold Coast? Well, you know, like the rest of the world, it's it's locked down. But, but you know, I thought of something this week. Uh, I looked out the door, <clears throat> and I'm going, that's the world out there. And that, that world has got nothing to do with me. <laughs> amen. It can go, amen. It, it can go crazy out there. Who cares? We're not of the world, are we? We're, we no longer belong in this world. We're in it, but we're not of it, right? Yes. <laughs> so I looked at my cat. My, my cat's happy. You know? <laughs> <laughs> the cat, nothing's changed for the cat's life, you know? <laughs> we want to say, so, 
Shouts out to everybody just joining us. Feed is working. Hello to Michael and Gloria Aquino, tuning in from Southern California. Carlos and Massachusetts and others tuning in. Sister Marisol C.S. Reed. We're honored to be here with Brother Peter Whiffen. Brother, your cat has the joy of the Lord, it sounds like, over there. <coughs> yeah, if the cat could talk, it'd look up and say to me, my life hasn't changed. <laughs> Not <laughs> Hasn't changed at all. You can hear you can hear the birds chirping. You 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 know the whole animal kingdom. Nothing's changed for them. You know, it's us crazy humans want to change everything. And um, what you know, um, haven't we got the keys of the kingdom? You know, didn't Jesus take the keys of death itself? You yes. Know? And and why should we let fear rule? Why? You know, I, I'm, I'm just, I can't talk myself into letting fear rule anymore. <clears throat> we can't lose, can we? How can we lose? You Brother, know, I've never I seen a, a cat or a dog yeah. afraid of COVID-19. <laughs> They're not afraid. They want to know when's my dinner. Where's my dinner? <laughs> <laughs> and, and then I'm worried about it. And, and why should we? You know, doesn't it say somewhere Jesus said the birds are worth more than, we're worth more than the birds and God loves the birds and none die without him knowing about it? Yes. Hmm. We can never die. God so loved the world, right? That whoever believes in him will never die. So we're never going to die. <laughs> we can't lose. To die is gain anyway. God has the pleasure. He has the pleasure in the death of his saints because he gets to meet them. <laughs> gets to be with them. So, you know, we, we wish for different things, but if our heart, this is a good test, if our heart is wrapped around the world, it's a good time to, like, think about it. it is my heart wrapped around this world? Uh, am I really worried what this world is doing? Has it got anything to do with me, what this world is doing? You know? It hasn't, as far as I'm concerned. You know? It's only about money, making money. Whether we got money, haven't got money. And um, we know that God provides, right? Yes. God provides. You know, I'm sitting down here in my little shop and... uh, we're the only one open. <laughs> all the all the rest of the goodwills are closed, and 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 you can't get elbow room in our shop. Wow, it's just <laughs> it's so busy, man. <laughs> yeah, and I got people donating stuff because they can't donate it at the other shops, and and uh, we can we can hardly contain the stuffs being given to us, and. I'm just selling it out the front door as fast as it's coming in. So here here we are, or here I am, and I'm not saying I'm any blessed than anybody else. I'm not. I'm not. Just that, you know, the position that I find myself in, I, I can minister to people, you know. Yesterday we had, we had a poor guy come in, used to come in the shop and buy Six-year-old son, man. The wife and son just died in the house fire. 
Huh. Oh, no. Oh, no. Now, now he sits down next to me, and what do I say? <laughs> I didn't know what to say. You know, I didn't know what to say. He was blaming God. I talked him out of that. But, I mean, <laughs> we think we got problems. You know? God I think we got problems. That's horrible. Oh, man. Poor guy. So I just go, you know, there was another brother here, and thank God he was here, and he, he said, I'll give you a lift. And I said, well, just take whatever you need from the shop, you know, and more clothes or whatever you want. And he took a heap of stuff, and and um, that's all we can do at that point. And I, I pointed him pointed him to, to ask God for comfort. And... Um, it's hard for them who haven't got the word in them, you know. He, he went to an Anglican school, but he doesn't have any Bible because he's been living, you know. I, I was comforting him that the little one will, will be in heaven, I believe. Yes. <laughs> but uh, the wife was a Buddhist. Oh, boy. Oh, my, oh my goodness, man. Now, I didn't have I didn't have the right to say to him, you know, where she is. I don't know. We don't know what God would do with her. But, you know, one day you're living, next day you're gone in a house fire. Um, we don't know whether we've got tomorrow anyway, all of us. And um, so now is the time... <coughs> Now, today, is, is the time to get with the scriptures, isn't it? Is, is to pray and learn, study, show yourself approved, make, make your election sure, you know? Make your faith strong. Get in there. Spend this time, isolation, in the Bible. It's a good time of it. You know, I, I wouldn't like to have a crisis and have to be relying on nothing, and then trying to read the Bible to get some sort of understanding when everything's gone south on me. And um, isn't it nice to, to have that grounding? And, and um, so that's what um, that story is a bit encouraging in a way to encourage us to um, as believers, you know. This is, this is the time of our calling. It's God Almighty, the Creator... Decide today is the day you're going to be alive on the earth during this time. And um, <laughs> I've stopped looking at the news of it. I won't look at the news anymore of all this, Shannon, because Apostle Paul says, think of things that are good, think of things that are nice. And if we're feeding ourselves fear all the time, you know, we're going to have a meal, a smorgasbord of fear going on. That's right. Yeah. So um, we can we can be encouraged and, and be looking at the good news. And um, so you know we, we talked last week about the two atoms. It's 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 interesting that the two atoms are not mentioned much. <laughs> 
Oh. And, and there it is in the scripture. Um, the two atoms. And, and when you think about it, the, the first Adam's lost, right? He died. <laughs> he died. How are you gonna? How are you gonna retrieve that? And and the, our loving God is so wise that that um, as we know, he, he made a way of salvation. But do we know the mechanics of that salvation? See, and and it's really good to have understanding of of how the salvation works, how our rescue works how our repair works, how the Creator has made a way that's there for us all. And um, he knew from the beginning and he made a way from the beginning. And, um, yeah, we know that Jesus died for our sin, but do we know why he had to? And, and do we know why our sin goes to him? How does that work? Um, how does he take the sin of the world? There is a Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world, said John the Baptist. But but how? 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 So um, <clears throat> we read that um, God's answer to the fall of Adam was another Adam. Make a new one. <laughs> if, if, if something I have gets busted or destroyed and I really wanted that, I, I can make a new one. I'll get another one. So that's normal and natural to think, yeah, that's the way. There was another one made. And uh, we talk about it, but, you know, the first one became a living soul. But the second one was begotten. That's different. Became is not the same as begotten. Made of dust is not the same as born from above. And um, <clears throat> we have here, you know, the, the beautiful chance to, amazing chance to understand Jesus and <clears throat> who he is to us and um, to understand how um, what he did how it applies to us personally like I was thinking about it um, let's have a look here there's a, there's a scripture in in, um, in Galatians 2.20 that says I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live but Christ lives in me uh, how did I get crucified with Christ 2,000 years ago <laughs> How does that work? And um, we can answer that. But the thing is, is that there's the doctrine of the seed. See, the, the doctrine of the seed is that inside the person, what that person did, it's the same as he's his loins do, his descendants do. So um, uh, we can see that in Hebrews, uh, Hebrews 7 and 9. Uh, what have we got it here? Hebrews chapter 7 here. Um, 
let's have a look here. Um, uh, Hebrews uh, 7, verse 10. For he was yet in the loins of his father when Melchizedek met him. This is the this is the account with Melchizedek. <coughs> so it says, um, as I may, uh, verse 9, as I may so say, Levi also, who received tithes, paid tithes in Abraham. How? For he is yet in the loins of his father when Melchizedek met him. So we're not discussing the tithe here, but what we're discussing is, is that Levi wasn't even born, yet he was accredited with something that was done when he wasn't even born because he was the loins, the seed inside of Abraham. Now, this, this is the idea of what the fathers do has ramifications on the children. Why? Well, let's have a look at an apple. <clears throat> if I if I nail an apple to a tree, you know, get a great big nail and nail it on there, I've nailed all the seeds inside the apple too, haven't I? To the tree. So that apple has been crucified and the seeds inside that apple are crucified too. Now we notice there that Levi was accredited with something that happened to Abraham, what Abraham did. Now, Levi being one of the sons, one of the patriarchs, one of the tribes of Israel. So so what we have is <clears throat> where exists today the loins, the seeds that were inside Jesus. See, when... As we know, Adam ate from the tree, he died, and all his seeds died. Everyone from then on was born dead. Functioning and living, but but cut off, separated from the Creator, from the knowledge of good and evil. So, um, the first Adam's seeds generated children of the earth just like if I have one apple and I plant that apple and I get an apple tree and then I plant the apples from that apple tree so forth so forth how many do I get and I heard today that it's gone past the 7.77777 billion people on the earth now all who are born and that's all who are alive now, uh, others who've died, but all who are born of the first Adam. <clears throat> but Jesus had no children. So where are they? They died in him. Just like if I had to die, and I mentioned this before, you know, if I had to die before I had my children, technically and legally, they died with me. We also see this doctrine um, coming out in the blood of um, Abel. It says that the blood of Abel is crying out. 
what what is the blood crying out? It's I believe it's crying out something like, "I am the children of Abel, but I couldn't be born. I want justice. I couldn't be born. Where is my life and the life of my descendants?" If if Abel had had children, how many would be on the earth right now? So this is a, a very good thing to grasp because when we become, well, Jesus lost his seed. It was the bloodline that died on a cross. Rahab looked at a bloodline in the window, a line, a rope representing a bloodline. And it's really important to get this, that, that um, God Almighty's plan was to create a new human, new a new Adam, but also for that new Adam to, to have family and, and for that family to have special privileges, not just exist, and, um, but for that family to have an inheritance to be paid for, um, to love. Um, this is why um, before there was any written word, Adam was shown something. You know, why, why didn't God make two mud pies, one for, one for Adam and one for Eve, and just make two people? That's what we think. We think in terms of separation, which is what the world teaches us, but it's but it's not, it, it's not what's really true, because God only made one man there with the first Adam, and then He split the man to make Eve the wife from His side. So so this is what um, this is what's happening with the second man. The bride, the, the church, the wife is, is made out of his side. And um, this is a similar like parallel. We've got Eve and then we've got the church being the woman, the, the bride. But how does this work? How can God make a second man and that second man save the first man, the first Adam's people. How? And, all right, we can believe a philosophy, but no, I believe the Creator's made an absolute way that through righteousness, see, see, I know the, the definition of righteousness is, you know, is right standing with God, but it's deeper, I believe, to mean the right thing. What's right? And, and uh, all the way through the scripture, we will find that the Creator is doing everything that's right and correct. Um, we see with the case of the Gibeonites doing a deal with Joshua that God honoured that deal. Even though they tricked them it, into it, he still honoured that deal. And those Gibeonites, instead of being wiped out, they were protected. So... God has, 
God Almighty, the creator, I believe the devil plays on the righteousness of God, that God will do the right thing and tries to manoeuvre himself around that. Um, so that's where he tricked Adam and Eve and stood back. Well, I didn't do anything. But we have here the right thing. So what is the right thing? How can the creator make a new man and then include all the old ones into the new one and do the right thing at the same time? So this is the marvellous many-folded wisdom of God on how he's able to achieve this. So he achieves it by adoption, doesn't he? He achieves it by righteousness where Jesus was killed in unrighteousness. Therefore, there must be a payback in righteousness. Now, this is the righteousness of God. This is the faith of Jesus Christ here. You know, we talk about our faith, but we are helped by the faith of Jesus Christ who saw us as a prize set before him and by faith went to the cross for us. And we, by faith, receive that gift to change families, to become born again. Now, every action has an equal, opposite reaction. You reap what you sow. So God sowed his son and all his son's descendants so we can reap being one of them. And when we become one of them, I believe we become personally one of them. It's a personal thing. Bible says, don't you know you've been crucified with Christ? Well, yes, yeah, but how? It comes back to that question. How, after 2,000 years, are we accounted as crucified with Christ? And, and it is by, I believe, adoption, not actual crucifixion, but the, the, the legal, righteous claim of the crucifixion, which goes to our account, the accounting of it says, yes, you've been crucified with Christ and it's as good as if you actually were because you actually were as one of the seeds inside Jesus' body that you now are adopted into. So by adoption, people can be converted over into the second Adamic race. This is another species of human beings. And, and this is why, for those that, who are listening that may may not have an understanding, true understanding, but for those, when when someone gets born again, there's a talk that they have, some have a conversion experience because the old has been crucified and the new position as a son of God has been taken up. So this is the amazing miracle. Now, what, what happens with that miracle? The firstborn in a family, according to the scriptures, 
is the one who receives the most inheritance. So we become the firstborn um, from Jesus and we receive an inheritance, a last will and testament of all things pertaining to life. Now, how can that be fairly offered? Because Jesus died and all his family members died, uncountable numbers of humans, he has a right of payback. And that payback is too big. It, it's, it pays for everything. It bankrupted the creation, I believe. So what happens there is, is that out of that bankruptcy, the payback, we are given all things that's pertaining to life. And, and that's how heaven is paid for. You know, he, heaven is just not pulled out of a hat. No. You know, um, you could say when Jesus walked on the water, we did too inside his loins. Think about that one. You could say when he went around doing good, healing and delivering people, we did too inside his loins. Yeah, we weren't actually there, but we get credited for every single thing that Jesus did is to our account. Wow. Wow. So not only are we crucified with Christ, his whole life accounts to us. Now, when Jesus was resurrected, in him we have our resurrection as well. The resurrection of Jesus proves the point that his death was illegal because God won't let anything unrighteous happen. Let's have a look at Melchizedek. Melchizedek had communion with Abraham. I think his name was Abram then. Can you wonder what they talked about while they were having communion? Or did they just sit there like stunned mullets and have communion? Could it be? Could it be that Melchizedek told Abraham about Jesus, the cross, and what's coming. And and the promise that God had made was to Abraham's descendant, one. Now, if we think about it, that promise got crucified. It was supposed to be numbers of the sand of the sea, amount of people that would be through Abraham's seed but it got killed now if we think about it would it have been righteous for God to just kill Jesus without asking Abraham first like like give Abraham a promise then take it away from him no that would be unrighteous so God told I believe Abraham the, the gospel and got Abraham's agreement that, that his descendant that had the promise 
could go to the cross. Now, how did God know that that was absolutely agreed to by Abraham? With the sacrifice of Isaac. When Abraham had given his heart fully to sacrifice Isaac, God knew that that was not just lip service. That was a heartfelt agreement that the promise, because remember, Isaac was the son of the promise, could be crucified. See how the, see how the righteousness of God is playing out there? Would have been like if I had descendants and God just killed them, without asking me, that wouldn't be right. Now, don't get that confused with people who lose family members and things because they're mostly all in the um, first Adamic race, which is subject to death. For all will die. But Jesus was the only one not subject to death. And, and have you ever wondered why... Abraham was like 100 years old when he, so I think Sarah was 90 when she had Isaac. It was out of the question for a replacement. Couldn't be replaced in the natural. She was past the age of childbearing. So, so here we have Jesus being raised from the dead because the promises on him that through him would become many, 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 many people. But not in a way we think according to the world. These many, many, many people are born again. This is a wonder. This is the miracle. This is the mystery that was there since the foundation of the earth. The thing that comes with the new birth is a certificate. It's recorded in a book, the Lamb's Book of Life. I believe it's the family album of Jesus Christ because it says it's the Lamb's Book of Life. Who's living members of the family? We're accounted as crucified in the loins of Jesus Christ, actually, physically, but we don't have to suffer the pain of the crucifixion, but we are given full account that we were crucified. That makes us the victim of the crucifixion, a victim. That means we can never be blamed for the crucifixion. So we're saved from being blamed for the crucifixion. Not by being a good person, not by the works of the law, but by the faith that allowed us to receive the gift of being born again. Gives us a birthright, a birthright of being not guilty of the crucifixion. I believe everyone else is guilty of the crucifixion, including Satan and his kingdom. Why do I believe that? Jesus had to come because of the sin of the world. Therefore, the sin of the world and the sinners of the world made him come and die. So they're guilty of it. Uh, we have man, Judas, uh, and Satan together. Uh, Satan entered Judas 
and then they betrayed Jesus for money and kissed him, therefore are truly guilty of the crucifixion. Look what happened to Judas. He got hung from a tree. Curse is he who hangs from a tree. He got crucified. If we have a look at the two thieves on the cross, one accepted his crucifixion. He accepted his guilt. He accepted his crucifixion. And he called on Jesus to save him, to think of him. And he went to paradise, we know. The other one would not accept his crucifixion, yet said, get me down. But he got crucified too. I believe because we are crucified with Jesus Christ, he is the predominant of all things that everyone will be crucified. Everyone. And this is the terrible judgment. But we have already been crucified with Jesus Christ, therefore we're saved from that. But the people who reject to take up their cross with Jesus will be crucified and feel it and feel the wrath of that crucifixion. Wow. The Father judges no man. But there's no Father God sitting on a a judging seat. He, he, all judgment is given to the Son, says the passage. What is the judgment? The, the judgment is what has happened to the Son, I believe. Because all judgment's given to the Son, the only judgment the Son can, can do, as far as the life and death, is what happened to him who's guilty of the cross who's guilty of the blood of Jesus Christ see so those that don't believe remain condemned why? because they're by default condemned when they're born we believe in the grace and mercy of God for children but I I think once a person is at deciding age they're given a chance. This is the sad news. When Adam and Eve sinned, they got the, um, the penalty of dying. But was it an eternal death? We read an interesting thing. Oh, they could have eaten from the tree of life and lived forever. What's that? God hid them from it, but it was still possible for them to live forever. So I don't believe that the fall created an eternal death. But what does create an eternal death, I believe, is sowing, being guilty of sowing the death of the eternal son. Therefore one reaps death for eternity. So we're saved from that by being accounted as crucified. Isn't that amazing? We, we get accounted as crucified without having to suffer the pain of the crucifixion. It's a windfall. 
And this is how personally Jesus takes our sin, nails it to the cross. Yes, we are technically and legally crucified with Christ. Our sin has been crucified. The curse of the law has been crucified on the cross. So when we look at everything that happened in stations of the cross, you know, we, 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 we look at all the th different things that happened on the cross, those things are going to happen to the enemies of God who are guilty of the cross. You know, there's a scripture that says we're not given what we can't bear. But it's interesting that Jesus took a burden that he couldn't bear. What was that? Carrying the cross. How come? How come God laid on his son, Jesus, which, by the way, is himself, the burden of the cross that he couldn't carry and a man had to help him? There's a relationship of assistance in the crucifixion with man helping. I believe this burden that Jesus couldn't bear goes on the enemies. Not only do they have to take a burden that they can bear, but they take one they cannot bear. And this burden they cannot bear comes on the enemies of God, on Satan, on his kingdom, on all the men who side with Satan and his kingdom. Wow. It's another part. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 10 says the job of the church is to make known to the principalities, the powers, the rulers and authorities God's wisdom, manifold, as achieved on the cross through Jesus. How do we make known to them? They get a shock when we become born again. And they get a shock when everything written against us gets dissolved when one makes the decision to be born again. They get a shock when they're cast out of the body. They thought they had a legal right because of the doctrine of the loins, that what the fathers do, the children also are accredited as doing. They get a shock when they receive the judgment of the cross Scripture says, had they have known, had the princes of this world known, they would have never crucified the Lord of glory. It's played out against them. It's a coup. It's a coup. It's, it's a triumph against them that they can't undo. This is why the evil spirits get so furious. They, they get so scared of Christians who know who they are. This Christianity is not a philosophy, is it? It's, it's who you are. No other religion has two atoms. You can have all sorts of good philosophies, you're witnessing to people. Yeah, yeah, you have great philosophies. But what family are you in? First Adam or the second one? 
It's the two atoms that count. The saving grace of being adopted into the family of the first Adam. Now this, as we know, is free and it is there to anyone. But not everyone takes it up. Now the scripture says we're seated with Christ in the heavenly realms. How? In the loins. He's up there, so we are up there. We can't be separated. Yeah. There's a lot of separation technology type preaching, God and us. Uh, God and you. No. When John the Baptist was baptizing Jesus, the Father yells out from heaven, This is my son. I'm well pleased. That word, this is my son, whom I'm well pleased, went to Jesus and all the seeds inside Jesus. Has to. If I hold an apple in my hand and I speak to that apple, I've spoken to the full apple with all its seeds in it. Therefore, this is my son, whom I'm well pleased, has been set over all of us. Wow. Wow. We've been blessed. In the loins of Jesus, we've been blessed by God Almighty, the Creator. Amen? Amen. So, how cool. It's hard to think of it in terms of the way we think with the world. But when we understand, with understanding these things, it becomes very powerful as far as faith goes. Now, if Jesus Christ was resurrected from the dead and all the seeds inside him are resurrected from the dead and you are one of them seeds you're as good as resurrected from the dead you can't be lost you can turn and bring the judgment of God against you you can turn and put the blood of Jesus over you and be guilty of it that's up to you but as far as God Almighty the Creator you can't be lost Nothing can take you out of his hands. It's too late. It's done. It's done, it's done, it's done. All we need to do, all we need to do is receive it. Because an agreement, a contract, a New Testament, all agreements must be the meeting of the minds, must be the the minds meeting. So we put on the mind of Jesus Christ, That is the mind of the Son. We think like he thought. Yes. And if we have any problems, if we have any demons, if we have anything, circumstances that are taking us away, we have the right as sons to call out in prayer for help, for comfort, for deliverance, for restoration. Because it's through these great and many promises that we partake in the divine nature. The kingdom of heaven on earth as it is in heaven. The peace that passes understanding. That's how we're getting this peace. That's how we're getting the rest. 
because we get a free ride, a piggyback, an adoption. And, you know, in these times, I think it's good to realise this, really, really realise it, that, that our salvation is personal. We have a personal certificate of account that it's ours. We have a personal certificate of account that we have been crucified with Jesus. Now, if we're the victim of the crucifixion, do you think we have a right of payback for that crucifixion too? Of course. And that's how our inheritance works. We're accounted as the victim and we're accounted to be paid back personally. How cool. We become personal sons, not actually, but technically and legally by adoption, to be the recipient of the payback. So when a demon is attacking you, call your payback to account. Call your inheritance into play. Jesus' brother said you don't receive because you don't ask. I believe our faith must be in that inheritance. Our faith must be in the fact that that God loves us and has given us an inheritance of all things. It's a gift. We can't do anything else except to receive it. We can't earn it in any way, shape or form. Because why? We've already been given all things. How can you get anything more than all? Not Not possible. The only thing we can do is refuse to take it or be deceived out of it and allow it to be stolen from us. Remember Jezebel? She stole the inherited property, the farm of Nahum. There's the mission. Jesus watched out. He, He said, watch out. You know, you've got the spirit of Jezebel in your churches. Don't let the spirit of Jezebel Steal your farm, man. Don't don't let your farm get stolen. It's yours, everything. Somewhere it says um, we've been given all things pertaining to life. Isn't that wonderful? It's wonderful. So in these times, we're not in the world. Sorry, we're not of the world. We're in the world. But Almighty says those that love the world become his enemy because of what the world's become. The world's become wicked as it is in the day of Noah. It's become wicked. We, we had our... Um, Public servants all crying, you know, when the gay marriage came in. They're crying in the parliament. Even now, with all this going on, they're trying to sneak in the abomination of abortion. We have to come out of all of that. Let the world row its own boat. But save some as we get saved. Pinch some of them out of the fire. That's what I say. 
That's what the Bible says. Go and grab some. But how can we how can we truly witness if we don't know who we are? If we don't know what our salvation is? Hmm. It's in concrete. It's perfect. It's personal. It's as good as if we were inside the body of Jesus Christ being crucified. Wow. Therefore, all the promises that were made to Jesus belong to us too. By absolute default. By right of adoption. That's the wonderful many-fold of wisdom of God. All the blessings of Israel. You know, we had that passage, the blessings and the cursings. All the blessings belong to us. It's inside Jesus as one of his seeds. That's why outside of Jesus, we can't go earn all that stuff. We missed the point. The point is it's automatically ours inside of Jesus as accounted as one of his seeds. If we can swallow that, get that down inside us, rooted in there, grounded in there, secure in there, we can have very, 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 very strong faith. We can become sound in Jesus Christ we can be receiving our full sanctification we can be receiving everything that's duly ours without worry whether we're good enough or not good enough comes by birthright think of the prodigal son the old man didn't worry whether he's good or bad he only worried that he came back he came back. The other son got upset. But he came back a son. He went back to be a servant, not even not even thinking he was good enough to be a son again. And he was made a son again, given the fattened calf and a new garment. That's us. Don't worry if you're good or bad. Don't worry about all that. Don't worry about that. Those that are born again, a good tree can only produce good fruit. When you're connected into the branch, you'll start to produce good fruit automatically. And it won't be because you want something. It won't be because you're trying to escape being struck with a hammer. It'll be because you love the Father and you want to do Good. You want to be a good son. It'll be pure from the from the very core. That's the point. That's the point. So with that, uh, I think that uh, we're done today. Um, Great I word today, encouraging. my brother. Absolutely. What shall we title this for the archive? Oh, I know who we are. Who are we? I like that. Brother Peter, for those who may be tuning in for the yeah, first man. time, tell us about how people can make contact with you and give out your website. 
Okay. Uh, um, they can contact me, my name, uh, Peter Whiffen, which is W, H for Harry, I for Igloo, F for Fred, F for Fred, I for Igloo, N for Nelly, at Facebook. Or um, my website is hiskingdomstable.com. I've got a Bible project called the Names Amplification Bible. Amazing. 17% of the Bible is names. <laughs> we don't know what they mean. So, so we're missing out on 17% of the words in the Bible. Um, may as well be another language to us. Noah means rest. Just that alone has such a message in it. Noah means rest. How cool. How My cool. brother, where can a person yes. get more information on the Names Amplification Bible? Uh, on the website, namesamplificationbible.com. And if anybody wants some, they can, wants one, you know, they can let me know on Facebook and I'm just selling them to cover the cost of the printing, really. 15 bucks plus postage, something like that. And I'm not trying to sell them. They're a blessing. They, this project helped us with so much revelation. You know, I could, I've never talked on the things we've re, that have been revealed much through the Bible, through that project. But, but, but we get things like the, the next city that Joshua had to conquer – after Jericho is called AI. AI's name means heap of ruins. Could that have something to do with getting your ruined life crucified, getting that sorted out? They had to hang the king from a tree, which means it's a curse. And it says how they done that, by picking a fight at the front. That's what taught me to pick a fight with the demons to flush them out hey you spirit what do you think you're doing there what do you think you're doing to that person like we all do that don't we Shannon and it's like that picks a fight with them and then they run out of the city like they did at AI (laughs) that's right (laughs) yeah Joshua was told to to point the javelin stand there like you know doing the Maori haka Point point the javelin hey hey what are you doing and Brother, they ran out of the city at him. Or they could just submerge and hide, folks. That routes them out. That Brother, I love the, the title. Yeah. Pick a fight yeah. with the devil. Pick a fight with them. You know, see, see, if we believe they're there, right, by faith we can pick a fight with them. And, and you know something? They're like a drunk man at a bar, man. They can't control themselves. Next thing, there's a bar fight on the go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they just so made some demons. I've done angry that many, many times, and and the people get a shock. I didn't know that was in me. Get it out of me! <laughs> Praise the Lord, folks. That's deliverance right there. Yeah. Do y'all enjoy? Yeah, we're, we're in a we're in a war, man. <laughs> Brother, we're in a war. We're in a war. Hey, things are not just happening. We've got to be proactive and fight. You know, did Joshua lay down when he got across the Jordan, have a sunbake on the banks? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Get out his esky, have a sunbake, 
have a barbie, sit there. Oh, one of these cities going to get empty. <laughs> no, he had to go and fight, didn't he? Brother, I love he it. Had to fight. I think you've got to talk <laughs> about that next week. Picking a fight with the demons and um, yeah, man. fighting to take the land back in Jesus' name. It's a battle. These demons don't want to give it up. My man. If the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence and the violence take it by force. Yes. Let's take back what it's the a, enemy has stolen yeah. from us in Jesus' name. Yeah. God said, you know, in in Australia, you know, we we say the men's testicles are kajunis, you know. Yeah, you got them in a jar or are you going to use them? <laughs> That's right. Get some get some uh get some courage. And the ones that have been hitting the most, right, who've been hit the most, right? <laughs> Uh, that's a blessing you know fight back you're going to lay down and whinge ah no fight back fight for your families fight fight these things we're, we're called to fight God laughs when we win and we fight he's laughing at them ah look these little mud pies are just <laughs> killing demons brother Peter I think you need to write a book and title it Fight for Your Families. Folks, you enjoy tonight? Brother Peter, what are you doing next week at the same time? Is that possible? Yeah, yeah it's all cool, man. It's all We're worked out you. here that I can do this. So it's a, it's a blessing. We'll see you next week, same time. And your website, hiskingdomstable.com? Yeah, and there's a free download. Deliverance is at the table. Find out why God says he sets up a table in the presence of our enemies are you trying to fight the devil with no table set up hmm? brother find out why I was thinking <laughs> about that this week uh, as we we're having Passover and communions that you need to come back hmm. and preach that one again uh, we haven't talked about that in a long time do you think you could talk about that next week yeah yes yeah, sure let's do it anything anybody wants I'm, I'm here is kingdomstable.com folks tune in next week about there's hmm. Deliverance and judgment at the Lord's table. Brother, we'll see you soon. Amen. One more thing. What's your email if someone wants to contact you? Oh, my, my name, Peter Whiffen at hotmail.com. God bless you, brother. Yep. And I'm happy to pray on Skype for anyone who wants prayer. You know, we can kick devil's butts on, on Skype. <laughs> it's no problem. What's your I'm Skype? Here and I, uh, my Skype is uh, value, V A L U, triple seven. Skype, the word Skype. Okay, fantastic. But value triple seven Skype. But if you don't know it, come on my Facebook and I can hook you up there anyway. We can do it on Messenger, phone, Skype, and if anyone needs to be baptized, we can baptize them too. Folks, get a hold of Peter. Share this program with a friend. Peter, we'll see you next week. God bless you. Yeah, cheers to everyone. God bless you all. Praise the Lord for you all. Cheers. Friends, stand by. We're doing another show coming up next. Verley Hobson.